Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. This is where we look at various nutrition and fitness-related topics through the lens of application. We want to give you practical takeaways so that you can create your healthiest, best self backed by knowledge. Now, on to the episode with your host, Coach Lisa. Hello, and welcome back to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. My name is Lisa, I'm your host, and in today's solo episode, I'm going to talk about 11 ways to push out of your comfort zone more often. In a second, I will explain why I chose this particular topic for today's episode, but before we get into it, please do me a favor, if you enjoy this show, rate it, subscribe, share it, it is the best way to help us grow. Also, just to give you a little bit of a life update, as I'm recording this, it is the beginning of December. For you, it's probably already the new year or maybe later on in December. Um, but I have just come back from two weeks of fantastic travel in the U.S. Um, to be completely honest, I was a bit nervous beforehand. Um, there were several things uh, in terms of like my visa, something going on. And I was just in a really nice routine here in Bogota before I left. So I was kind of almost... Um, hesitant to leave all of that and thinking, oh, I'm going to mess up my sleep and so on. But of course, I did my best to plan ahead, which always helps um, alleviate anxiety. And I actually had a fantastic time. I really, really enjoyed catching up with my friend whom I haven't seen in over four years. We've been best friends for a really long time. And um, yeah, I wasn't able or I haven't been to the US since basically pre-pandemic. Then I was able to stay with one of my lovely, lovely long-term clients, Joyce Shout out to Joyce if you're hearing this. And then, of course, I went over to California to celebrate with Coach Tammy and her now husband, Adam, their wedding. And um, Coach Laura was present for that as well. So it was a truly amazing time. And what I was um, also very happy about was actually that my body and my mind um, took the time away better than expected. I was actually able to sleep quite well. And I, I did by now, after, you know, having traveled for several years, um, I have several non-negotiables. Like I won't do red-eye flies, flights unless I really have to. I will spend more money on accommodation if I know I'm going to get more peace there. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm basically planning everything around, still being able to sleep well, to train, to get some walks in, just wherever possible, essentially. And of course, um, to get some high quality nutrition. So even when I was staying with my friend or, you know, um, being in an Airbnb, etc., I would see that I wouldn't necessarily eat out for more than one day per one meal per day and that in and of itself gives me peace um, and just in general I have had my supplements with me my um, some some protein powder and bars in case I needed them but generally speaking whenever I'd arrive somewhere I would just hit the grocery store and um, try to stock up on a few things but yeah it was a really great time I am also happy to be back here now I'm um, in Bogota December January February are beautiful months when it comes to to the weather. Um, today, actually, December 6th, well, actually, tomorrow, December 7th, is a public holiday here, and they light up candles, and then we really get into a nice Christmas spirit, even though it is not actually cold. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, I don't want to keep us longer from the actual topic, but this is going to also relate quite nicely to um, some of these 11 points that I have picked out. Um, also, just a small update in terms of, of course, the whole of nutrition coaching and life. Not that there is anything major um, happening in terms of change, but I'm, I have, I try to do like an inventory on a regular basis as in like, what am I doing that 
is actually effective? What am I doing that I enjoy? What am I doing that I'm, I'm maybe not enjoying as much or I could be doing more efficiently or could outsource or, you know, just I don't want to keep um, doing the same thing just because I have been doing it for a while. Um, so I think that that's quite important. And um, one of the things I want to trial in the new year, and I'm going to make a bigger announcement about that um, in the actual Facebook group. But um, as, as of now, like I post in the Facebook group every single day, most of the time, something motivational, or it might be a, a reminder that a new podcast is up, sometimes some questions, some polls. Um, and we do get a little bit of engagement in there, but I don't know if I'm adding the maximum amount of value to the people in the group. And on top of that, I do want people to feel um, like it's a little bit exclusive. You know, not everyone's in the group. It's not like stuff that I post on on Instagram or this podcast that everyone can listen to. So essentially what I'm going to trial is once a week, I'm going to be doing a Facebook live in there and where people can ask questions where I might just address specific topics, literally just for the people in the group. So, you know, if you um, want to be part of this group, please hit me up, please join us. Everyone is allowed in, but yeah, we want to kind of grow the community and not so much in the sense of um, more numbers, more numbers, more numbers, and much more in the sense of um just having people engage a little bit more, maybe dropping their questions in there more regularly um, and, and just being active in there um, so that we really hold each other most accountable, I guess. Um, that's really the big one, and I will keep refining things. So, of course, as if you as a listener have other things where you're like, um, Lisa, I think you can do that better, or Lisa, I really enjoy this and that. Um, I mean, I don't know who whoever here is on TikTok. I do actually cross post um, some of my reels or all of my reels actually on TikTok. I'm not active on there at all. I have to admit, I don't really enjoy the platform. Um, the platform I enjoy the most really is Instagram. I do just like the features on there. I feel like I can engage with the people the most on there and I can bring my personality across the best on there also I have thought about you know YouTube more often and I have stuff on YouTube I'm probably going to put this podcast on YouTube as well and there are of course exercise videos and some shorts as well but it's really not what I want to hone in on I'm just thinking in the sense of like focus less is better and doing the things that we do um yeah more intentionally so we might be bringing out less blogs but even better ones or you know uh, dialing back in terms of frequency but just really honing in on quality um but yeah Anyway, so why am I recording this episode? Why do I want to talk about 11 ways to push out of your comfort zone? Well, exactly one of the reasons or one of the things that kind of triggered this thought was actually my my trip because I every time, like no, no matter how much I have traveled or uh, regardless of all my travel experience, every time before I travel I do get a little bit nervous and I think that's that's normal though every time I do go away though um of course a most of the time I have a great time when I am away and b afterwards I'm more excited <laughs> when I come back home again and c I actually also uh, apologies if you hear any background noise but apparently my neighbors have just decided to remodel or something like that but anyway um yeah see when when uh I get back home I'm also like I'm so glad I I did that. I'm so glad I pushed out of my comfort zone. I, I grew in, in a certain sense. So I think um, we hear this thing, oh, you need to push out of your comfort zone more often. We all know what it feels like to be uncomfortable. But I think what we don't realize is that, um, A, well, discomfort is never going to go completely away because we can never 
control everything, nor should we. Um, and, and B, we should also, in order to keep growing, we truly need to keep pushing out of the comfort zone more regularly. But the comfort zone parameters are just going to keep changing. Um, so, yeah, what are these 11 ways that we can um, push out of our comfort zone in, in order to keep growing, to pursue self-development, to pursue physical um, growth even, and, and, and most importantly, mental growth? Of course, the first one is a very obvious one. That is what probably most people listening to this on here are going to think of first um, when they think of like comfort zones, training. Um, I think we should or need to define that better, though, because for me, so for such a long time, like pushing out of my comfort zone and training was associated with having to lie down on the floor afterwards, aching, sweating, truly giving it my all after some high intensity thing and being really sore the next day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, push out of my comfort zone, right? It doesn't have to be that way. In fact, for some people, pushing out of their comfort zone when it comes to training means taking more rest days and doing less. Why? Because that's uncomfortable. <laughs> For some of us, we really have to differentiate here. Are you the person that has a hard time getting going, that has a hard time doing all the ex the training sessions that they said they were going to do and kind of like half-assing some of them? Heck yes. Okay, then you need to push harder. You need to actually make sure you're going every every time that you say that you will go and you need to put a little bit more effort and intensity, more importantly, into your exercises. If your quote-unquote comfort zone is to go balls to the walls every single time, you, however, need to rest more, need to acknowledge what is actually serving me and what is actually helping my goals so like the exercises that I'm doing I'm saying I want to grow muscle and yet I'm doing all this hit stuff is this really helping hmm, maybe not okay I need to be uncomfortable and learn that just because something is different um it might be better for my actual goal and even within the rest or within your training program if you have a really good training program and frequency in the intensity bit um Maybe here, again, like maybe are you going too heavy with bad form and you actually need to dial down and um, beat your ego and just say like, or leave your ego on the couch and say, okay, I'm, I would love to go harder, but I'm going to focus on form. That, again, is it going to be a form of growth? Or um, are you hardly ever pushing close to failure, then you should be doing that. And that doesn't mean that you need to, um, yeah, like wreck your body for that. So Think about that. Um, where are you at on the spectrum here? Because truly, again, for me, rest has been and still is a struggle, like taking more rest days. It's not necessarily associated with guilt for me. It's more with like itchiness and and breaking out of that routine that I have because like for me, I'm, I almost feel bored if I don't do my training in the morning. I'm like what the heck am I going to do until 9am <laughs> or until 8am or whatever, until I want to uh, eat or, and then start work. Right. I, like I'm, I'm not going to, I'm still going to sleep the same amount of time. Should I just go for a walk instead? So that's what I usually end up doing. And it still feels like, Oh, I want a lift. Um, but yes. So on the point of, uh, resting more or stillness being more difficult for us nowadays, actually, that brings me to point number two, which is through meditation and silence and stillness, 
we can also push out of our comfort zones. I don't know a single person, to be honest, that um, is really comfortable meditating straight off the bat. I mean, you might, afterwards, you might feel accomplished because you pushed through that agitation of like, oh, I want to do stuff or your mind wandering off and going over your to-do list and whatever. So you might feel accomplished afterwards right away. But very few people actually like enjoy the just sitting there or, the, or lying there and becoming still. And sometimes, I know I always say like start small, start with three to five minutes. But for me personally, it actually takes probably five to seven minutes to even just fully allow that stillness physically, but also mentally. Like it's almost like mm, bringing the storm to a calm or, or something like that. And then after a while, it's just more like drifting and I'm just kind of lying there and I can actually let go of trying to control things and trying to go over my yeah my to-do list or what it what do I need to do next and um mind you I will say that meditation doesn't always have to be like think nothing nothing think nothing think nothing no um I think for me personally I often do a little bit of a gratitude thing at first where I'm like okay what was awesome about this day and then I think about these things which still already allows me to go away from my to-dos and then once I've done that, I feel like my mind is a lot calmer and I can actually just let it be. And whenever it does wander off, I just bring it back. And then whenever it wanders back off, I'll bring it back and focus on my breath or my body or, um, you know, whatever it might be, might even be a visualization or something like that. Um, and I think the same applies for um, not just like, yeah, physical stillness, definitely, but silence in general. So many people um, always have to fill all the blanks and like in the sense of having to have background music, having to have the TV on. And from time to time, you know, I enjoy that too. But I think it kind of beats the concept of being intentional about everything that you're doing because you're probably not even really listening to whatever is going on. And I guess that's sort of the point. I'm not saying that if you're like ironing that you can't have a show on in the background, but I mean more like if you're having dinner maybe you can get yourself to turn off the TV in the background and actually have a conversation with, with the people around you or, um, you know, just going for a walk without anything, like not even music or a podcast nowadays. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, I listen to podcasts all the time. And it's just, I mean, that, that consumption of just constant information, I know how great that feels and you, you wouldn't, <laughs> I, I'm very grateful for you listening right now also. Um, but sometimes we, we do that just so that we don't have to sit with the silence as well. So I invite you to sit with the discomfort of silence more often um, because I think that's when we have the greatest ideas, when we can be most creative, when we can be most, uh, most yeah, I guess most ourselves really realign ourselves as opposed to again or still being dragged into different directions from the outside. Now, point number three is um, a lot more nutrition focused, or is nutrition focused. So, um, pushing out of our comfort zones for many people, it simply means breaking a habit. And when it comes to food, like we all have habits pertaining to food, either the habit might be unhealthy or quote unquote healthy or whatever. Um, but even on the healthy side, for someone, the uncomfortable thing might be to incorporate a treat more often, maybe once a week, and learning, okay, I might not feel so like I'm, I might feel an energy crash afterwards, but I really enjoyed that treat. I enjoyed having ice cream with my family, or it might be um, eating out more often if that pushes you out of the comfort zone. And for someone else, it might be 
eating more home-cooked foods, foods. So essentially, um, whatever you're uncomfortable with right now, look at that. If it is your habits in the sense of, oh, I need, quote-unquote, need my chocolate fix at this time or when I'm on my period, you don't actually need it. You think you need it, um, but do you? May, would maybe some fruit do as well or a yogurt with some chocolate protein powder? Um, can you just at least try, even if it's uncomfortable? And again, likewise, maybe you're terrified of carbs and you're like, oh, I, there's this bread, bread basket that's always that always smells so good when I'm having dinner at this and that place and I never even have a tiny piece of it and maybe you can get yourself to try and just see like maybe it's not as good as you thought it was after all or maybe you're just proud of yourself for you know leaning into it and 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 just giving it a go and noticing you can fit that in very easily into your nutrition once a week if you really want to so yes again see where you are at who you are um and now coming to point number four which is something at the moment talked about quite a lot out there on social media or in general and that is uh, the point of temperature so either heat or cold exposure um we all tend to gravitate to like preferring one or the other i will fully fully admit that i really hate the cold which is probably why i should do it more often in saying that or should do it like period maybe at least like two three times a year just just for you know not necessarily the physical benefit because two three times a year is not going to do a whole hell of a lot for my my body but um mentally so I can prove to myself that I can do it um I so I gravitate more towards the heat but even even within that if you're like okay I'm like like if you're like me and you're like I don't want to do regular cold exposure my to my excuse <laughs> I don't actually have access to any cold plunges over here I could still do really cold showers yes so I guess no excuse after all but um anyway so even within the temperature I make sure when I go into the sauna that I don't just go in there until I warm up and I feel loose and it's all nice and good I stay in there until I get uncomfortable and I until I can feel like my breath is is really um, heavy or fast and my heart rate is up and I'm, everything within me is like get out of there get out of there and then you know that you have pushed out of your comfort zone not until you, you're kind of comfortable and same thing with the cold shower if you actually feel like it's pleasant it's probably not cold enough or you're not in there for long enough so just simply making sure you're uncomfortable with it now point number five again assess where you're at on the spectrum but um it could be going to bed earlier, getting up earlier, or once again, loosening up, up a little bit with your routine and every now and then let it be okay to stay a little bit longer at someone's birthday party or to finish watching the movie because it's the weekend instead of secretly having a little bit of anxiety about like, oh my gosh, I should have been in bed 10 minutes ago. And, um, this, like, I, as you know, if you have followed this podcast for any time at all, you will know that I think sleep is so important and a regular bedtime routine routine is so important. And I'm not saying that you should, uh, as an excuse for you to, like, binge watch Netflix more often. No, no, no. It should be something that's uncomfortable. So if you're really comfortable and excited to stay up longer and to sleep in in the morning and pressing snooze, don't do that. Snooze 
speaking of snooze, no one should ever snooze anyway. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm definitely, I have a thing with snoozing because it's kind of like, <laughs> you're kind of breaking a promise to yourself when you're getting up and you're not, you're not actually getting any good quality of sleep um, at that time any anymore anyway. So, yeah, you can stay in bed for a little bit longer, but snoozing, no, 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 I don't like it. But um, anyway, I, even on that, that um, point, I really come from the point of it's hard for me to let go a because like my body doesn't really want to sleep in and b um i do just think of like oh, how am i going to feel the next day but then at the same time i i need to remind myself we only live once some opportunities only come around once like someone's um yes some someone's graduation or you know whatever so if you make an exception once or twice or maybe even three times a year um it's probably going to worth it in the sense of memories so yes point number six and that's a tough one for many myself included you can push out of your comfort zone by getting started on a particular project that might have been on your mind for a long time or for that matter finishing one or also learning to sit with doing nothing if you are a do 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 go 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 kind of person the last um part here might might apply to you also in the sense of it's okay sometimes to have a half day at work and to just sit in a cafe in the afternoon and enjoy the sun and have a chat with someone and you don't need to finish your day completely exhausted feeling quote-unquote productive every time at the end of the day I think I've shared this before um that um my, my mentor initially when I started working to him with him he's he asked me oh Lisa how, how was your day or how, how are you doing and I'd always say good it was a productive day or good I finished this and that and at some point we, we just started we had to start working on releasing the thought or belief of it's only a good day if I check everything off of my to-do list or if I was productive sometimes just being just enjoying is enough too but in saying that we all have these little things these little projects where our highest self our inner self knows we can do more knows we we have the potential to maybe add value to the world maybe um you know level up a little bit in one way or another and where you just keep procrastinating procrastinating it might be you might be enrolled in a course and you've never really finished it or you might have gotten started on your side hustle and then you were like oh we're get too busy or um you know whatever it is and then you pushed it aside but that little voice within you that told you you should do that it was probably your intuition trying to nudge you into something or into a good direction and even if it was nothing or if it is nothing that may bring a huge change forward or may be hugely effective it's still gonna feel good and having accomplished that and having kind of like wiping it off of your always standing to-do list. <laughs> um, kind of going back to the point of bedtime and letting go, number seven, how can we push out of our comfort zones? Most of us are either like identify either as a bit more introverted or more extroverted, or you might be in what do, what do they call it now, omnivert or whatever. Nonetheless, um, we probably 
know or can think of certain situations where we're more or less comfortable within a group or in solitude. Again, if you know me at all, you probably know that I need slash want a lot of alone time. Um, it is just my way to recharge. I can really like feel my own energy very clearly. I can think very clearly. I can focus. I, um, I just really enjoy it. And to a lot of people, it sounds super, super strange. Um, so nonetheless, for me, that means it's uncomfortable going into things with um into like big group settings i just i i like small dinner events i like um you know maybe even at a conference from time to time where where it's a big crowd but sort of that middle level of like 30 people or 20 or let it be 10 i find that quite overwhelming like that people hopping where you go from one person to another and you kind of do the same small talk which i despise anyway and it, that is really for me quite uncomfortable but Again, I, I and I need to, or this is on my sort of to-do list for the new year as well. Otherwise, I wouldn't be saying all of that. Um, I want to push myself more into the direction of going out there and doing that more regularly, even if it's just once a month or once every two or three months. Um, simply not always using the quote-unquote introvert or sleep excuse as a way of like staying in. Likewise, if you are someone who has five, six, whatever, or just four social engagements per week, and you're constantly around people uh, in the sense of work, you like you, you can't sit still, you don't have a lot of silence and solitude, I nudge you, I really, 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 really encourage you to seek out solitude. And we really need to seek, out, seek it out because nowadays most people, while we might be lonely or might not be with other people sometimes, um, we don't make, make actual space for just like listening to ourselves. Um, we, we numb it with social media, we numb it with... Um, TV, whatever it might be, um, or just keep it busy in other forms. So seek out that solitude and really like try to find out, get to who, who you really are and what you want within the next year, years, you know, because you, you, you change as well. You might have a visual, visual of yourself from five or 10 years ago. So you might not be that person anymore. Um, so again, do whichever one of those feels uncomfortable to you. And speaking more of discomfort and something that I am currently experiencing on a regular basis, basically daily basis, is um, learn something new. It is really uncomfortable to learn something new, especially as we age, we don't learn quite as quickly. For me at the moment, that is language. Um, so with Spanish here, while I, I truly enjoy it, I love it, I get that satisfaction from it when I remember words afterwards, when I can um, communicate what I want to say, but just as much, probably on a daily basis, I get frustrated because I don't remember something, because someone doesn't understand me, because I'm like, well, I just said that. Why didn't you? Why didn't it come across the way that I wanted it to? Um, it is really, really difficult. But again, that frustration—that's exactly that, the thing that we need to push through in order to learn and to progress. And it doesn't have to be a language for you. It could be knitting. It could be a new skill. Maybe you want to join a—I don't know—learn how to play golf. Maybe it's simple. It has to do with music. For me, also, you know, the piano frustrating and super, super. Um, rewarding at the same time so 
push into the discomfort by learning something new. It could also be nutrition related. It could be um, enrolling in a different health course or certification, or maybe you want to learn about accounting. I don't know. <laughs> something new though. Um, going back to the point of like numbing and distracting ourselves, keeping busy. Point number nine, when it comes to uncomfortable or pushing out of our comfort zones is having more clear boundaries, particularly also pertaining to our phones, but just in general for us people pleasers or recovering people pleasers, um, having boundaries can be really uncomfortable because essentially, you know, someone's going to ask you, hey, can you take care of that bake sale thingy at school? Saying no is going to be really uncomfortable for a moment there, but only for a moment. And then probably later on, you're happy that you did it because you have extra free time. Or, hey, you want to come out and drink with us um, this night or, you you know, you, you have another slice of pizza or whatever. And you say no, really uncomfortable, but we're going to get better at it. Remember, this is the practice. The more you do it, the more you prove to yourself that you can push out of your comfort zones. And when it comes to boundaries, at some point, they're just going to feel like that's just what you do, what your rules are. And particularly, like I was saying with the phone, maybe you can come up with some more specific boundaries when it comes to that. I really find the boundary of like limiting phone time in the morning before, uh, before you know, you have done something for you, whether that's reading or working out or so. I think that's a really good rule to have, um, as well as, of course, limiting phone time before bedtime um, so that you sleep better. But even during the day, I encourage you to um, get rid of some of the notifications on your phone, maybe even some of the ringtones, maybe just allowing certain people like your family members to be able to call you and everyone else going to um, to silence or, you know, whatever. Um, but just that constant reactivity of like, oh, someone is trying to get a hold of us right now, or even just texting us or commenting on something. Um, it's going to pull you out of your focus. So think about that. Think about how you're using your phone, even while you're eating, while you're communicating with your, with your family members, or while you're walking, are you actually just like typing stuff on your phone and really not getting all the benefits from looking into the distance or um, whatever it might be. So yeah, just something to be aware of and think about and then put in put your own boundaries into place. Um, the, the next thing, number 10, sort of goes back to, uh, well, several of the previous points, but particularly whole foods versus treats. Um, and point number 10 is have more structure or less structure. <laughs> Again, depending on who you are, one of these is going to feel more or less comfortable for you. For this does not just have to pertain to food. So again, if you eat the same thing all the time, doesn't even it doesn't. I'm not saying you need to have a, a treat necessarily um, on a regular basis if that really doesn't jive with you. But if you eat the same thing all the time, maybe a couple of times a week, you can just make something different healthy. If you if your eating is all over the place and just eating the same thing two three times per week sounds really boring to you give it a try. Maybe put a different seasoning, a different low calorie condiment on top of it so that it tastes differently. Um, put a little bit more structure into your day. And some same thing goes for um, productivity. Some people say, oh yeah, I, I can't deal with any structure. I just like feeling 
like flowing and basically uh, allowing myself to feel and do whatever feels right at the moment, you're not going to be as productive as you can be. I'm not saying you need to have a rigid schedule of like from 8 to 8.23, you're doing X, Y, Z, but maybe it could be in the morning, I'm going to do my creative writing. And from 1 to 2, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and then from three to five, I'm going to do, you know, so having like broader boundaries or even less uh, or even more broad in the sense of Monday, I'm going to do that. Tuesday, I'm going to do this so that you have a little bit of a deadline, which helps you stay on track. And then for someone who's super, super rigid, it might just be like, hey, can we not schedule anything one afternoon or one day and just see what you actually like feel like doing or go with someone else's plan so that you learn to relinquish control a little bit more. And then the 11th point is exactly what I was saying earlier, and that is travel more or stay home more often. <laughs> and you might be thinking like, Lisa, just give us some more specific points. What are you doing? You're actually, you know, addressing everything out there and it's, it's very, very vague. But there are some people out there, which I know um, some of my clients are like that. They travel probably every second week, sometimes for work, sometimes for pleasure. And for those people, a goal for the new year could be to be at home more often. However, for the majority of people listening, it probably is to travel a little bit more often. And it doesn't have to be really far. It doesn't have to be expensive. It could even just be you saying to your husband, hey, um, Next summer, I want to go in July, I want to go camping for a weekend, can you organize it? And so again, relinquishing that control or um, saying to your your girlfriend, ah, three hours from here, there is a concert, it's actually later than I'd like, um, we're probably going to have to stay there overnight as well, um, I'm kind of feeling uncomfortable leaving my kids at home alone with, the hu with my husband, but I'm going to try to do that. So Again, listen in, where do you feel uncomfortable? Um, it, it, like, I, like I've been saying a few times throughout this recording already, um, it's not just of being uncomfortable, but also letting go of control or taking more control and charge. Um, so again, you will probably identify as one or the other person. Most people listening to this are probably more on, my, or maybe more on my end of the spectrum of like, where it's hard to let go of control <laughs> and um, just being a little, little bit rigid within that. Um, but yeah, ask yourself also very importantly, like why do you have this pattern in one way or another? Like why are you controlling things so much? So for most people that have a hard time um, letting go of control, uh, it provides them with a sense of security, of predictability, but the world is unpredictable. So there's only so many things or, you know, we can't control everything. It, it truly is just the way that it is. Um, but possibly that would be an explanation as to why you are the way that you are. So exa for example, for me, um, in my life, so many things have changed um, over the course of the years. And um, even, you know, growing up, we'd, we, we would actually uh, travel a little bit or move around a couple of times. Um, and, and then, of course, I started traveling on my own and not just with that, but then um, going through a divorce and um, basically changing jobs and stuff like that. So food, for example, has always felt like one thing that 
um, I can control, uh, I can control, um, and, and that has given me a sense of peace. And I do think that that's one of the reasons why macros reflexible dieting works so well for me because it's kind of like a mixture of the both. So I have the control in a certain sense of quantity and at, the sen- and at the same time I can have flexibility and variation through whatever I'm eating. Um, but yes, so a lot of people, if a lot of things around you are unpredictable and you kind of are craving for more sense of security or maybe, and that's, you know, for me the case also, maybe you're just um, also looking for more, um, for someone to kind of lead you a little bit more. It could be in the form of, like for me, it's like I don't have a, a, a male counterpart in that sense at the moment. So that is usually someone, or I would hope that that is someone who can maybe, you, where you can let yourself go a little bit, where you can le- who you can lean on, um, who can sometimes take the reins. And that might allow you also to just relax and and yeah let go of that control um likewise or otherwise uh, also if you grew up for example in a world that was super regimented or where you feel like everyone around you is constantly directing what's going on in your world then within you you might be screaming for variety and that can often show up in terms of food so let's just say if you're someone where your schedule, your work schedule is um, directed by your boss, you have a meeting here, you have there, and this and that, and you don't finish from 8.30 until 5.30 in the afternoon, your time is not yours. And then maybe even before and after that, you need to pick up the kids, you need to do that. Everything is regimented, but not necessarily because you want it that way, but just because kind of life has led you there. And so then you might be screaming for, I want variety, not consciously, but that might be a reason why you have a hard time eating the same foods several times in a row and why you just want to feel like you're letting go when it comes to to food overall you don't like tracking you don't like the sense of someone else or even just your body controlling how much you should be eating or what you should be eating and instead you're kind of just raising that middle finger to the world by eating whatever comes your way so that can sometimes be the case also so just ask yourself where are you coming from is there a reason or there is definitely a reason for why you have one inkling over the other and then thinking about maybe even making a list of um of the things that really truly feel uncomfortable or sounded uncomfortable to you as I was talking through these things the things in regards to training is it training more intensely or regularly or is it resting more is it uh, how can you use stillness silence and meditation more because that truly is going to be uncomfortable uncomfortable for pretty much everyone here when it comes to foods what thought scares you more letting go of some of your treats or your alcohol or is it actually incorporating them more often and just proving to yourself and your body that they're not inherently evil Number four, how can you use temperature variation just to like physically push out of your comfort zone on a regular basis? Number five, where do you fall on the spectrum of bedtime? Can you be more regimented and going through the discomfort of getting up when you said you were going to get up and also going to bed when you said you were going to go to bed? Or next time you're invited to something awesome you know, two, three times a year, can you just allow yourself to let go a little bit more? Number six, finish a project or start something that's been on your list for a long time or 
learn to sit with doing nothing more regularly. Even if it's just 20 minutes in the afternoon, in the middle of the day, where you allow yourself to do absolutely nothing. Number seven, seek out either more solitude. Well, solitude is definitely going to be good for everyone, but do you also need to push yourself to go more into groups, more amongst people, or are you a lot, a lot amongst people anyway, and you really just need a lot more alone time, or maybe even like blacking out a whole weekend just for yourself to kind of recharge. Number eight, learn something new, whatever that might be. It's always going to be uncomfortable. Number nine, practice more boundaries, no matter like in what vicinity or with, with, with what, and, but particularly with your phone. Number 10, incorporate more or less structure. <laughs> Number 11, travel more often or stay home more often. In any case, it helps, it definitely helps having specific rules for yourself as much as that sounds like it's, um, yeah, Lisa, you like control, you like structure, of course you like rules. Yes, I will admit I like rules. <laughs> but what I mean by that is more things like um, I am going to put the rule in place that I'm going to eat out once a week with either my partner or make it as specific as possible, of course. But, you know, like I'm going to eat out once a week, even though I don't really like I like being super, super structured and just having my same meals all the time. Um, or it might be I'm going to have the rule for myself. I only have alcohol once a week or I'm going to make the rule for myself. Um, I, that is actually something I heard on a podcast the other day where the person said, I have the rule where I never say yes to any invitation or commitment on the phone. I tell the I tell the person if they're like inviting you to a party, if they are inviting you for, to, a, to hold speech, if they're inviting you to whatever, you say to them, oh, thank you so much for the invitation. I'm going to think about that. I have a rule where I don't say yes on the phone, so I'll get back to you tomorrow. And if you say that to people, I have a rule about X, Y, Z, they respect that so much more than if you just like, oh, I don't like to, or I won't say yes right away. And then they're kind of trying to push you. Same thing applies for alcohol. Like if you're like, I have a rule, I don't drink. Um, only on, I, I only drink one or two drinks on Friday night and that's it. So if it's, uh, Saturday evening, people are not going to bother you. If it's Tuesday and someone's birthday, people are not going to bother you. You have your rules in place, so it takes the thinking away at the time that can just simply help with the boundaries, can help you stick with um, the rules or whatever you want to accomplish, essentially. So, yes, let's all lean into discomfort more often in order to keep growing in the new year in a physical perspective, mental, emotional, in any kind of way, of course, business-wise, relationship-wise as well. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any feedback for me in terms of this podcast episode, if you enjoyed it, if you found it valuable, um, don't hesitate to reach out or actually I'd love to hear, whether on Instagram or here on wherever you're listening. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for your time. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode on social. Very much appreciated. You can also follow us on Instagram at Nutrition Coaching and Life or head to our website, www.nutritioncoachingandlife.com, where we provide more valuable content. Have a wonderful day. Now go out and work on your best self.